Welcome to the Fireside Giants podcast by Empire Sports Media. How's it going, Giants fans? Welcome back to Fireside Giants with your boys, Alex and Anthony. Today, we were discussing the current Giants draft selections for 2023. Now, as we know, building to the draft is the most efficient way to build a successful and accomplished roster. Um, And you kind of plug some specific holes with free agency in the past. We've gone the opposite direction. We've really struggled to draft. We really tried to go through free agency to plug major spots, and it has not been a sustainable practice and strategy as we've seen. Um, Now we're seeing that better coaching has gotten a lot out of some of the former draft picks from Dave Gettleman, uh, notably, you know, guys like Xavier McKinney, Julian Love, um, even, I don't know, I guess O'Shane Zimmon is even has shown a little bit more than he has in the past. Uh, You know, look at Andrew Thomas. He's taken a big step forward. There are even Daniel Jones. There are guys on this roster, Darius Slayton, that have impacted the game successfully this season. And right now I feel as though the coaching staff is doing such a tremendous job and drafting successfully and drafting well is the main priority is the number one catalyst to get this team in the place it needs to be for the future. So I'm excited about the draft because we have 11 selections. We could have even more if we lose a couple of key free agents to, uh, you know, the market and they sign elsewhere, get some compensatory picks back. We added two selections from the Kadarius Tony trade. So we're going to list off where those picks are right now, where the giants currently sit. Um, given that they are a playoff team, they're basically one win away from being secured to a playoff team. If the playoffs were to happen today, they'd be playing the 49ers, which would be a really, really bad scenario for us because they are a very, very good team um, with an elite running game and elite defense. So definitely would be difficult for us to get the ball moving and whatnot, but you never know the playoffs. Anything can happen as we saw last year in Cincinnati, just uh, managed to squeak out a couple wins against probably better teams, but this draft is really important. Second year for Joe Shane and Brian table. They've got to really start to fill some of those bigger holes on the roster, wide receiver, cornerback, linebacker, interior offensive line could use some more support. Um, There are a lot of positions this team needs help with right now, but Ultimately, you know, the best way to do that is finding young players, molding them to exactly what you want, uh, adding guys that fit the culture um, and really just shaping them and shaping these young players into serviceable ones that can make an impact for us as in a long term future perspective, Anthony. But when you're looking at this draft stock, you know, we're going to list off the different picks that we do have for next year. Obviously, we're a little bit premature on this, but it changes but week by week because of our seating and our standings uh, based on other teams and whatnot where we've gotten picks from the picks do change. Uh, so I want to give you guys an update on that where we see it, Anthony, before we dive into it. How are you doing today, my friend? I am doing excellent. And taking a look at the 2023 NFL draft order right now, if the season were to end today, playoffs end today, everything is done, and we're going into the draft, the Giants would be picking 23rd overall. So that's pretty late in the first round, but hopefully it becomes later because the Giants still fighting for that playoff spot. If they win on Sunday, they've got it. And if they go ahead and win some playoff games, hopefully they're picking 32nd in the NFL draft. Now that's the dream. That's the prayer, but that's also kind of unlikely. So the Giants likely picking somewhere in the mid twenties this year in the draft. And that's okay. I think that's still somewhere that you find a lot of quality players and prospects. Keep in mind, Justin Jefferson was a mid twenties overall pick. So the Giants picking later in the draft this year, that's not a bad thing. That is a good thing. That means that the team is moving in the right direction. When you're moving down in draft order, you're moving up in terms of quality of your team. And I think a lot of that has to do with the fact that the Giants have a great new coaching staff in, as you mentioned, Alex. So it is going to be important for the Giants this offseason to try and get a big draft class together and mold these guys exactly the way that this coaching staff wants them. Because I think that's been the story of the New York Giants in 2022, doing a lot with a little. Now, the Giants have won 
Eight games this year. They're eight, six, and one. They're one win away from clinching their first playoff berth since 2016, doing all of this while having a rookie general manager and a rookie head coach. So this is really monumental what the Giants have accomplished this year for Brian Dable's first season as a head coach. And again, they have done a lot with a little because this team was decimated with injuries. It really lacked talent and a lot of crucial positions, but they've gotten a lot out of this roster somehow. So just imagine what this team could be when they have more talent on the roster, when they do build the team exactly the way the way they want it to be built, right? Joe Shane goes out there and finds the players that Brian Dable wants and needs in the draft. We're talking about next year, the Giants maybe even taking a bigger step forward and being a much more improved team than they are right now. So massive overnight improvement from the 2021 Giants to the 2022 Giants, but there's no reason to believe that they won't be taking another huge leap forward in 2023. Absolutely. So looking at the draft picks that we do have for next year, we're starting out right now currently with the state the Giants are in, in terms of uh, their seeding and playoff uh, situation. They would have the 23rd overall pick, right? So we moved back a couple years ago to get Kadarius Tony. Um, obviously that didn't pan out, but you can get good players, right? We're looking, we're not probably going to be looking for a quarterback. We're going to be looking for um, a wide receiver, maybe an offensive lineman, maybe uh, probably not an offensive line, probably going towards the mid rounds. We're going for an interior guy, but I guess you could say Aziz Ojolari, Kayvon Thibodeau. Great. We got our defensive edge rushers set. We got our offensive tackle set. You're probably looking at the top linebacker or receiver on the board is probably where we're leaning in this scenario. So, you know, 23rd overall, you can get some good players there. How many times have we seen stellar players come out of those late first rounds picks? Um, and it allows you just to kind of go best player overall, especially if there's a good receiver on the board. Um, and you have second overall or the second round pick, you have the 55th overall pick. As you remember, Aziz Ojolari, who, you know, went healthy is a very good pass rusher, uh, fell all the way to the 50th overall pick. You never know when a guy is just going to have some weird report come out and they're going to drop all the way to the second round. You're like, Oh, okay. Like this makes a lot of sense. 55th overall pick get our sees a Aziz Ojolari or a linebacker, whoever's available. Um, you know, there's definitely a lot of options there. Third round, we got 87th overall pick and the 101st overall pick via the Kansas City compensation compensatory selection. Um, you know, their comp compensatory selection. Obviously, we got that in the Kadarius Tony trade. Fourth round, we got the 125th pick. The fifth round, 158th pick. Sixth round, 206th pick via Kansas City. We got, we got a comp compensatory pick in the sixth round as well, 216th. Then we got three seventh round picks, 241, 243, and 255, which is a compensatory pick. So a lot of compensatory picks, um, a lot of late round picks, right? And from five to seven, we have one, two, three, four, five, uh, six. I would not be surprised if we if we didn't add maybe one or two more of those and then package them together to maybe move up in the third round, go and get a guy that's dropping who we, we see as a, as a high upside guy. Um, I'm definitely excited to see kind of how the Giants approach this. But, Andy, when you're looking at what we have right now, 23rd overall pick and then the 55th overall pick, we can get good players there. I have no doubt about it, especially with our evaluators, uh, Brandon Brown from the Eagles that we got. The guy is a stud. He's going to be in the GM candidate search really soon. Um, he's really, really talented. He's the one that I think that lend us Daniel Bellinger. He was really high on him. Um, so, you know, kudos to him. Daniel Bellinger, rookie, obviously, but has shown – what we need in that tight end really good run blocker and he has good hands. And, you know, obviously the fumble last game wasn't ideal, but I think he'll learn from that. I'm okay with it. one fumble and, you know, learning from it. I'm totally cool with that over dropping a hundred passes uh, like Evan Ingram did for us. So I I'm fine with the learning experience every now and then, of course it was an impactful play, uh, but hopefully he walked away. I'm pretty sure they made him hold the football the entire practice uh, the following week. So definitely a little bit of a learning moment for him, but when you're looking at these draft picks, how do they make you feel? A lot of late rounders, do you anticipate them maybe packaging them together and moving up maybe somewhere in the mid-rounds? 
So before I dive into those mid-rounds, you had a perfect transition laid out for me there. I want to share a fun fact. The last time the New York Giants picked 23rd overall in the NFL draft, do you know who they selected? I'm going to go on and say Hakeem Nix. It was none other than Evan Engram, the man you just mentioned himself. Where was Hakeem Nix picked? Wasn't he in the 20s or something like that? He might have been. I don't remember, actually. That was a long time ago. I mean, you're talking about, like, what, 2009 or 10? But Hakeem Nix, what a player. Tar Heel, right? I believe he was drafted out of UNC. 29th. 29th, 29th yeah, close. so because the Giants were coming off a good year that season as well. But, yeah, uh, to really just go back to your original question, though, mid-round picks, the Giants have plenty of them. And, yeah, I think that they will be aggressive in moving up to get a player that they want. But also, do not discount the, the uh, idea that Joe Shane might trade down further and get more draft picks. Because, again, we just talked about how many holes there are on this roster, and that doesn't just include the 22 starters. That also includes the depth pieces. We've talked a lot this season about the Giants' special teams not being all that good. There's a reason why, because they lack depth. When you have depth players that are starting, you lose quality depth players to play on special teams because your special teams players that would be on special teams are now starting on your defense so they can't play the special teams role. And that's been a big problem for the Giants this year. There's a massive lack of depth. You look at their receiver position, they had so many injuries this year. I mean, if Colin Johnson was out there, that would be a huge difference maker when you really look at this team. If true. Darian Beavers was out there for line at linebacker, that's also a huge difference maker. There's more depth there and a true linebacker. They wouldn't have to be picking up random players off of practice squads in week 17. So the Giants really lack depth. So, yeah, I, I think there's an opportunity here where they might get aggressive. They might move up in the draft. But I also would not be shocked if they're sitting there with a 23rd overall pick and saying, well, what's the big difference between the 23rd and the 33rd, right? Let's move down. Let's let someone go up and let's get the extra second round pick for next year's draft or the extra third round pick in this year's draft that we would get in that move. And I could absolutely see them doing that because when you look at the Buffalo Bills, they're known for being really smart with their draft uh, capital allocation. And so are the Philadelphia Eagles, who you just mentioned, Brandon Brown, our assistant general manager. So there's many opportunities here for the Giants to get really creative with their draft capital again they have a lot of it the Kadarius Tony trade will be really helpful and hopefully is the piece that the Giants can use to replace Kadarius Tony get a new wide receiver and that's I think where most uh, fans are going to be leaning right they want to see the Giants move up in the draft to go be aggressive and get that wider receiver that the team desperately needs but that might not be the smartest thing to do maybe they need to sit and wait for an all pro potential guard to fall into their lap look at all the guard prospects that just fall in the draft Elijah Vera Tucker uh, out of USC went to the Jets he fell far in the draft people thought he was going to be arguably a top 10 pick they got him later in the draft and of course Tyler Linderbaum who some people wanted to be a top 10 pick at center fell really late in the draft went in the 20s to the Baltimore Ravens so you see that rather frequently interior offensive linemen do not have a high draft stock some of them will be projected as top 10 picks and they will legitimately be taken in the second round so the Giants might be best off just sitting waiting and maybe moving down in the draft recuperating recuperating extra draft capital to spend on their depth and really fleshing out this roster from top to bottom because you don't want a top heavy roster yes it's nice to go pick your your players of your position of weakness and just draft the player that you know can step in and make an impact day one but you go best player available at the end of the day if you want to be a good GM. Like that's what all the best GMs do. They take the best player available. That's why Dallas has CD Lamb going crazy right now. They didn't need a receiver the year that they drafted him. Now he's the superstar over there in Dallas, right? So you go best player available. And I think that's what the Giants are likely going to do. And I don't I don't necessarily think that they need to move up and find that receiver because if they're smart about the way that they draft, they will find a player and they need to just flesh out the roster completely. It's not about headhunting. I need a receiver in this year's draft. So I'm going to draft one in the first round. 
or I need an interior offensive lineman, so I'm going to make sure I get one in the first two rounds. It's waiting for the best player available because that's how you build the depth in this roster because the Giants don't just need to plug in a new left guard. They also need a, a backup left guard and a backup center and a backup receiver and a backup safety and a backup linebacker. They need a lot of backups. So the Giants need to keep this draft capital, not trade it all away to get a luxurious first-round pick. They need to keep this capital and flesh out the roster from top to bottom. And I think that's a pretty good take. Um, you, you might be you might be right in the sense that they will probably go best player available. You know, we heard this past draft, whether it was Evan Neal or Kayvon Thibodeau or Ikem Ikonu, um or Sauce Gardner. I think they they just they just went with the top the top player on their board. Um, you know, I think there are exceptions to that. If they don't need a quarterback, I don't think they're going to go with a quarterback if that's a top player on their board. But I do think that every other position is certainly up for grabs. Maybe offensive tackle, defensive edge, they ax out because we have great players there. Um, or at least, you know, hopefully going to be great players there. So uh, I'd say that you probably have a list of your, a list of the players, the positions that you need, and you go with the best player at those positions. Um, so, you know, maybe that's, or, or you, you do something else. And this probably is the even more efficient move. If there's a best player available, that is a clear cut. This guy is a lot of teams want him. You move back, you move back for him. You know, if there's a guy you're like, I need a receiver, I need a linebacker, but I could get even more draft capital out of this. You're at the 23rd pick two, two spots behind you. They desperately need another, I don't know. They need another defensive edge rusher. They need an offensive tackle. We don't need those positions. You trade back and you get some more draft capital and then you walk into the sunset happy. So I think that's definitely a reasonable uh, course of action as well. Uh, but guys, you know, that kind of wraps up our episode. Just wanted to give you guys a quick kind of insight, a little look into what the situation is in the draft and what kind of picks we have and our thoughts. Obviously, that, these will be a lot more expansive and detailed as we get closer to then. Uh, but we're going to save a lot of that stuff for for later on. We're going to start looking at the draft prospects and whatnot after the season concludes um, tomorrow. Probably hop on on a New Year's Eve special to kind of talk about the playoff implications for tomorrow's game, what the seeding looks like, who we'd play if this happens, who we'd play if that happens. There's a lot to like about the situation right now. I'd prefer to play the Vikings again, given how close we were to beating them. 49ers, not so much. They're very, very good, and they're kind of their strengths match up with our weaknesses, which is not ideal. Uh, so we'll obviously break that down for you guys tomorrow, whatnot, before the Sunday big game against the Colts where we could lock in our destiny as a playoff caliber team. So my friends, always happy to hear from you in the YouTube comments. Make sure to enjoy the rest of your day. Like and subscribe as always. And we'll catch you guys on the next Fireside Giants episode. Mm -hmm.